Welcome to MMC Radio, brought to you by Maine Medical Center, Maine's leader in patient care, education, and research, all centered around you. Here is our host, Melanie Cole. The Department of Vocational Services is a leader in the field of employment for people with disabilities. There are only a few hospitals in the U.S. that have this as a service, and MMC is the only one in the state. My guest today is Christine McKenzie. She's the director in the Department of Vocational Services at Maine Medical Center. Welcome to the show, Christine. Tell us about this unique service that the hospital offers, and why is it so necessary? Well, I mean, I think first and foremost, when we become ill and we're of working age, our work or employment becomes interrupted. And one of the first things people who are working and become ill and enter into the hospital or an outpatient, one of the first things they ask their physician or medical provider is, when can I go back to work? So they equate being better physically or mentally with returning to work and being able to function at a level that they were able to function before they became ill. And our department helps people assist with getting either back to their original employment, navigating time off, negotiating with employers if they need an accommodation, whether it be in the short term or the long term. And in the event that they can't return to their line of work, Then we assist people in defining a new career path and finding out what's available, what training they would need, and how they will navigate finding something in that field and returning to work. How do you do that, Christine? How do you, if they can't go back to their original position because it was a very physical or labor-demanding job, how do you assess what they can do based on whatever their illness was? Well, I mean, I think you're looking at a couple of different things there. One of the things we look at is what is the person's desire to return to work? That's a really, really important factor. So when people become ill and they're out of work, one of the things that starts to impact them is they can get depressed and they can start to be thinking that they're not able to return to work. So in meeting with us and assisting them, It gives them and provides them with some hope that there's more than just what they were doing. You know, if they had been in a career for a long time doing the same type of work, their focus becomes pretty myopic. You know, what will I do? And so you start to look at what their skills and capabilities and abilities are, which people lose sight of after they've done the same type of work for a long time. I think a good example of that is people regain insight into what their interests and skills are when they retire, right? So you talk to somebody who's retiring, no longer working in their career, and that's a positive thing, right, retirement. And they they can clearly say to you, oh, I've always been interested in this, or I'd love to do this. And so that desire to do something different and that openness to take that on is really part of what we try to impart with individuals to say, if you could do anything that wasn't what you were doing in the past, what would that be like? But at the same time, work with individuals around the loss of a career or a line of work that they had been used to. Because when they're not going back to something they know, it produces anxiety because it's an unknown. And so 
we assist individuals in navigating what's a normal level of anxiety when you're going through a change, and then what becomes um, what becomes so much of anxiety that it prevents them from going back to work. So you're always we're always assisting individuals to look at what a broader perspective of what they can do and what their skills, abilities, and educations are, and then. What is it that they, what is it that they can see themselves doing? And then we start to look at matches with those industries within our own state of Maine. In the communities, do you also work with employers to get them to realize that people with disabilities can do jobs for them that may not be what they originally were doing, but other jobs, and kind of help them reach out to community employers? Absolutely. That's a huge part of what we do. Most of the employment specialists that work in our department are in daily contact with employers. And I think that brings up a really good point, which is, you know, there's some education that goes along with, uh, along with that. So in, in educating employers about disabilities or illnesses and how they will or will not impact somebody's functioning and work. I mean, we're not talking to employers about what a candidate can't do. We're talking to employers about, in spite of these disabilities, individuals with disabilities can work. And I think that it's really important in our own job that we are out in the community connecting with employers, which we do on a daily basis to, to ensure that they understand that there is a viable workforce. I mean, in Maine, we have an aging population, and we, we will have a workforce shortage in which we will have to look at individuals with disabilities, disabilities rightfully so, so that they can fill the jobs that people are exiting, either because they're retiring or they're aging out of the workforce. Do you find there's a difference in reticence with those community employers if the person has mental illness versus physical disabilities? You know, I, I, that's a good question. Mental illness is, is in large part an invisible illness, right? So there are a lot of myths and unknowns. Stigmas and to, things. To the general public about mental illness, and there's in large part... Um, a stigma associated with that, which results when people get anxious, when they don't know what to expect. So for us, a large part of what we do is work with individuals with psychiatric or or mental illness. They're the largest group, disability group, to get on Social Security and the least likely to get off Social Security rolls. And that is uh, a shame considering the fact that these illnesses are treatable illnesses. And so it, we, we spend a lot of time working with employers to have a better understanding of what does it mean when somebody has mental illness in your workplace. For, for a large part of our, our group, we don't, the group of, of individuals that we work with, there's the whole issue around disclosure, right? So should I tell somebody I have a disability or not? Should I tell them that I'm struggling uh, with mental illness or not? And those are discussions that we have 
frequently with individuals because they're thinking about what 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 should I say? And there's no there's no hard answer to that. You know, it's an individual decision about what they want to disclose to an employer related to an illness or a disability. I mean, one of the rules of thumb is how how will this impact that job? So if somebody's returning to a job they had before, they're thinking about those kind of things. And and and, and as I mentioned before, they're going to think about whether or not they need an accommodation in the short or the long term. But there's also individuals who are thinking about, well, is this a job description? When I read this job description, is it something that I can fully do and will have no impact on my disability? It will not, my, my disability will not impact my job functioning. And in that case, many people elect not to say anything at all. What about where insurance is concerned? Because what a confusing situation in the best of circumstances. But if someone suffers from a disability, whether it's a mental disability or physical, are employers afraid that now this is going to impact their insurance premiums, their rates, this person is is going to need more days off. How do you work with patients about dealing with all of the insurance things? Well, I mean, I think that you you first have to have to take a a look at how employers as you mentioned are looking at the whole aspect of keeping their workforce healthy. I mean, that's 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 the piece where it's proactive. So here at Maine Medical Center, I mean, we have a, a we have a large wellness program for employees, and the whole the whole incentive is that when you're healthier, you contribute more to your workforce. So I, we take the perspective of when people are returning to work, and the individuals that we work with that they're the healthiest that they can be. And so the, the whole piece around how are you going to impact my insurance rates, we deal less with because we want people to return to work when they're healthy enough to return to that job. It is such great information and so beautifully put, Christine. You're so well-spoken, and I'm quite sure you're really great at your job. In just the last few minutes here, please give us your best advice for people with disabilities on returning to work and how you can help them there at Maine Medical Center. Well, I mean, I think that to ha- in order to have a, a, a meaningful conversation and a meaningful discussion with a patient, you have to look at how are patients how do patients um, talk about their levels of satisfaction with the services? And when people, providers are talking with patients about what matters to them, which in large part is their work, I mean, work provides us with a sense of purpose every day. And so when providers, medical providers, and we do here at Maine Medical Center, can have conversations about people with people about their work, then their satisfaction increases overall with the level of service they're having because it's meaningful to them. It says, not only did I get better, but I was able to return to work, whether it be in the field I was in 
or an exciting new field that I never thought I was able to get into. So I, I, I think in, in, in large part, that's what, that's what we aim to do here in inpatient and in outpatient. Thank you so much, Christine, for helping us with this today. You're listening to MMC Radio. For more information, you can go to mainmedicalcenter.org. That's mainmedicalcenter.org, mmc.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.